0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network.
1: Hey Dolphins this is Michael Fink with the FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. All right, and we're back for another podcast. With me this afternoon is Lewis Ergoni.
0: Hey, Dolphins. <laughs>
1: Uh, jet games—they irritate me, Lewis. Uh That was that was tough yesterday. The first play of the game, offensively, and uh, you know Bridgewater uh, takes a sack in the end zone—a controversial sack, in my opinion. You know, uh, safety, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then they then uh, he hurts his elbow in the process. He gets into the concussion protocol because uh, they said they saw him stumble. I, I don't know. I didn't see him stumble. Did you?
0: <laughs> I did not see him stumble. No. <laughs>
1: so I don't know what they were looking at, but you know, maybe we missed it. I don't know. Maybe it happened off camera. But I didn't see a stumble.
0: I saw him walk to the locker room and um yeah. he just looked pissed off to me. That's all. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
0: That was the extent of it.
1: You know, it it's frustrating, you know, when you start a game that way. and it, it had to be a little deflating to the team, but they but they came out and I thought that they played reasonably well. What was your take?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean they did. I mean all you know all all things aside. I mean if if you think about what we lost yesterday, I mean you have a quarterback that prepared as the number one all week, and very first play from scrimmage he's gone. You lose your tackle, you know, a few plays later. I mean that was that was <laughs> a big hit. You can't lose your quarterback. And lose your best offensive lineman over the over the course of a couple of plays, and you know expect to have the same product out there, you know the same production.
1: Especially when you're talking about your number two quarterback, exactly, and, your, and then your number three quarterback.
0: Your number three, right? And you know the thing is, going back to the play real quick, and then we'll move on from that, and I'll answer you know your question a little bit more. You know the play itself, I didn't agree with either. I mean, I'm. I'm on the same page with you. I mean, there was a receiver in the area. His elbow got hit as he was passing the ball. And that's it. That's all you need to know. You know, his elbow was hit. You look at it that way. And then you look at the fact that there was a receiver in the area. And it shouldn't have been a safety. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. As you mentioned, you know, regardless of that and regardless of some of the you know the calls that I didn't agree with out there you know including you know the call on Bridgewater I mean I think as long as his elbow was fine that he should have been allowed to come back out on the field but of course everything's going to be scrutinized now now I did see over the course of the the day yesterday in regard to football that somebody also went in the, the concussion protocol and actually came out of it and played And it was a receiver on one of the teams and for the life of me, I can't remember. So they've got to get this thing consistent. Because, you know, obviously the Dolphins are going to be scrutinized more than any team in the NFL because of the situation. But, you know, I felt Bridgewater should have been allowed back on the field. He cleared everything. And I mean... You know yeah, He
1: conclu- he cleared his concussion tests that they administer.
0: Exactly. And that's all you should have to be able to do. That's it, yeah, plain and simple. And I'm sure they have all the right pieces in the right places now in order for them to be cleared.
1: Now, they said they saw him stumble, and that was the reason he didn't come back out. Now, I don't know about you, but I didn't see a stumble.
0: No, I didn't see a stumble, no, not at all. I mean, you know, I saw him walk to the locker room You know, just pissed off more than anything. I think they're nervous. You know. (laughs) Well, of course. I mean, you know, they've got it. You know, they've got a you know, basically play it real tight to the vest right now. But, yep. you know, getting back to the game itself, I mean, you know, you're going into the fourth quarter and, you know, it's it's 1917. You're in the football game for three quarters. You know, regardless of everything that went wrong for us, you're still in the football game. And Sanders missed a long field goal. So I, if I'm not mistaken, we would have probably been ahead going into the fourth quarter, you know, with those three points. I don't remember at what point that field goal was attempted, but I'm almost certain it was right right at the beginning of the fourth quarter. It had or, to be because
1: the Jets went off after it.
0: Right. They did go off after it. And, um, you know, with all that aside... Um, you know, we were in a position to win that football game going into the fourth quarter, and we just couldn't get it done. You know, it's it's a frustration, and you know, I've got I've got a couple of angles that you know we'll talk about after we talk about individual performances in the game. Um, you know, and uh, I know you want to talk about Skylar Thompson and the fact that there's a lot of Dolphin fans out there that were calling for him, right? O- over Bridgewater. I
1: think you saw why Bridgewater was the better choice. Now, you know, Skyler looked every bit the third string, you know, rookie. Right. Um, And not that he played badly, because I thought under the circumstances he played fairly well. He he didn't make a lot of mistakes. He had only one interception, and you know we've seen veterans do a lot worse than that. Absolutely right. Within reason, he was okay, but you know he had very, very, very short pass attempts. He wasn't really able to go downfield much, you know, and Mm he he couldn't dissect the defense the way you would like, you know, your quarterback to be able to.
0: Right. And that's
1: just lack of experience and lack of playing time. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, Bridgewater would have been able to do those things and I think he would have given us a bigger advantage. Even if you like, you know, uh Skylar's stature better and, and maybe his arm better. I don't know. You know, I don't know the reasons for people wanting him over uh Bridgewater. Right. But I think you saw why Bridgewater is the obvious answer under this under the same circumstances. You know, they were starting the right guy is what I'm saying.
0: Right. I mean, you know, when you look at it, you know, Skylar Thompson, you saw a lot more of in the preseason than you did Teddy. Yes. Um, And he was much more productive than any of our quarterbacks. You know, Tua didn't play much at all in the preseason. So, yeah, he becomes a fan favorite right away. Um, I felt he was very poised under the circumstances Mm -hmm. yesterday. I mean, you know, I think that the the injury to Armstead really hurt because had he been in, I think our game plan would have been slightly... It
1: changes the way you call the game, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know, you're going to change the game plan to some extent extent once Bridgewater goes down, right? But then when you lose your left tackle, it changes it even more so. You know, to, to their credit, the defense kept us in this football game forever and the offense was doing a decent job. I mean, keep in mind, you know, Thompson came in <laughs> on our second offensive, you know, our second offensive possession. And he played the rest of the game. And for three quarters, we were right there with them. So I know these Jet fans are all excited about, you know, what what they did yesterday. But, you know, the bottom line is, is that, you know, for three quarters, you were losing. to. And keep in mind, you throw throw in the fact that X-Man didn't play either on defense yesterday, which, You know, I felt the defense held up pretty good for the three quarters until we started turning the ball over a little bit. Um, You know, that they had some breakdowns, which is understandable because, Mike, on that side of the football, you're also playing a different style, right, than what we're used to. Absolutely. Because now you don't have, you know, now you need the safeties to help out. And you have the safeties with different assignments than what they normally would, rather than have an X-man out there on an island, which frees up one of your safeties, right? You know, yesterday, for the most part, I would think that the two safeties had to, you know, had to help out both corners, you know, one on each side to some extent. And, you know, that left the running backs opened and, you know, they had some big plays, you know, out of those formations and those type of plays. We get
1: to look at the all-22. We'll have a better idea of that, but you know, when 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 you just watch the game and and you can see, you know, I was looking at one of the stats. You know, Miami at this point last year had blitzed forty percent of the time. Now they're blitzing less than twenty percent of the time. Right. So you're you're seeing the difference in sack production. You're seeing the difference in forced turnovers. They're not getting the forced turnovers that they were getting last year. Right. And, and these
0: things matter. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I've been saying it for a long time, you know, that, you know, we get pressure on the quarterback when we play the style of defense that we can play with our two cornerbacks in. And this is what everybody has to understand that, you know, our pass rush up front, even yesterday, was kind of non-existent. I mean, we had two sacks yesterday, one by Baker, a linebacker, and one by a safety, Jones. Yep. The defensive line did not come up with a sack yesterday. Simple as that. You know he threw the ball only twenty-one times yesterday. Yeah, but you know is
1: the guy you look at. I mean, and uh, Phillips, those are the guys you look at. Yeah, the two guys in the middle really are not going to get a whole lot of sacks.
0: They're not, but they're you know they're capable of you know of getting you know Wilkins and Siler and um, Davis. Usually,
1: your defensive tackle and outside of Aaron Donald, usually your defensive tackles get a sack when the edge folds in and the quarterback steps up into the
0: tackle. Exactly. Well, you know, Ingram was brought in for that as well. So you can throw him into the, you know, him into the mix and, and, you know, to Davis did have a sack yesterday. Unfortunately, you know, his inadvertently, his three fingers went into the face mask of Wilson and they called him for 15 yard personal foul. So that was unfortunate but you know they were able to get to him on that play. We just you know Mike yesterday if you look at it you know and and I don't you know I don't believe in any of uh, you know in luck or anything you know the bottom line is is that a lot of things went the Jets way and this is the way you know games are gonna uh, when we played Buffalo a lot of things went our way we were able to win the football game yesterday the Jets I mean basically
1: Baltimore at the end
0: (laughs) yeah Baltimore right the calls you know basically you know including the very first play from offense you know went their way I mean I didn't feel it should have been a safety And they got the ball right back, but it was, you know, so it is what it is. When all is said and done, you know, over the course of a football game, there are plays that in the end are going to be the difference. But, you know, if you go out there and you play solid football nine times out of 10, you're going to win the game, regardless of the calls on the field, regardless of some unfortunate things happening the better teams always find a way even when they're not up to par or when they're not completely healthy they find ways to win football games it's that simple we had 11
1: penalties yesterday Lewis
0: 11 penalties I mean you know it's it's a lot you know that that (laughs) that's crazy that's a lot (laughs) that's a lot I mean you know there were a lot of factors but you know getting back to you know Thompson and his play he was very poised you know I felt that you know it does the guy's not phased by anything you know that's what I like the most about him you know mm-hmm. is that he goes out there he stepped in in a really hard situation, and you know it wasn't you know he he wasn't phased by it in the least he just went out there even with the interception that he threw you know he went back out there and he's he's trying to get things done and um you know it's unfortunate you know that he, we he just didn't got-
1: embarrass himself i mean that you know and-
0: by I no thought, means. Yeah, Mike. He, I, th-
1: I, I, th- I was in his corner. You know, I thought he was playing fairly well under the circumstances. He
0: needed help. He needed help. He, yes. needed, help. he yes. needed help, and he didn't get an awful well, lot. Well, he got a little bit from Mozart. Yeah, oh, Mozart was absolutely fantastic yesterday, and, um, you know, I've talked about this in in the uh, preseason before the season started. The fact that, you know, I felt by far he's the better running back. If he's healthy, and he is healthy, and he ran the ball well. I mean, 100 yards, 100 and change yesterday. I mean, obviously the fourth quarter – Uh, really took away from the fact that you know that he couldn't run the ball an awful lot late in the game because it kind of got away from us but had we stayed in this football game I mean this guy could have went for a buck 50 yesterday he was just tearing their asses up alive Um, you know as good as he was Edmonds is not good yeah I mean he's been he's been bad I mean he dropped another two passes yesterday you know he dropped a touchdown pass the week prior, and he, you know, running the football. He just, he yeah, I, th- I
1: think it got to the point, Lois, where they got frustrated with him and put Gaskin in.
0: They did. They put Gaskin in. I mean, Edmonds had one rushing attempt yesterday. So going forward, I think it's the right move. I think it's a smart move. You know, I think that, you know, with, with, uh, in regard to our running backs, I think he is by far the best one. You know, hopefully the Dolphins recognize that, and um, you know they continue to run him as much as they did yesterday because he looked really good, especially when he gets outside because he does it effortlessly. He really does. I mean, it doesn't even look like he's running fast, but he is. Right, yeah.
1: (laughs) We we know he is because neither one of of us are going to catch him.
0: Yeah, well, a lot of guys in the NFL that aren't going to catch him, but he played an outstanding game. I felt that. You know Tyreek. You know obviously the Jets. You know were trying to bottle him up. They had five guys around them every time he caught the ball. I felt he played a decent game. You know, but past that,
1: only forty seven yards. A little seven catches for forty seven. Yeah, you know,
0: I mean Mike. But again, that that factors in. You know your your whole yep. game plan completely changes. Yep. You know with with your offensive tackle and your starting quarterback going down. Um, you know and Smythe going down late didn't help either. Um, you know so you know, when you look at it, you know, it was a really, really tough game. I mean, there was some bad calls. I mean, we make two great plays on defense and we get called for face masks on back-to-back plays. And basically we handed them a field goal. They had 30 30 yards yards Mm -hmm. of offense on that. They did, they bogged down thereafter, but they still, they still got three points out of that drive, you know, on just unfortunate circumstances. I mean, neither one of them were done, you know, intentionally, intentionally, right. You know, so, you know, when you look at some of the, some of the, you know, some of the calls against us and some of the unfortunate things and the fact that it was still tight going into the fourth quarter, there are some positives that come out of this. So that's what we've got to look at. The negative is that we're right back. As you mentioned to me yesterday, as we were talking, we're right back in the pack with everybody else. Right, you which know, is where we
1: didn't want to be. We wanted to be above the pack,
0: but, you know. We didn't want to lose the division game to the Jets especially. You just and now
1: we've got a 4-1 and one Minnesota team coming in, you know, so it doesn't get easier, you know. They, they're going to have to lick their wounds and get it back together quick.
0: This is a very good offensive unit coming in. I mean, we'll talk about that more on Wednesday. Um, but, uh, again, you know, I don't want to spend an awful lot of time on the game itself um you know because everybody saw it yesterday and you know they they basically saw what you know what the issues were obviously you know injuries come into play Mike but um you know let's uh let's go to DraftKings you know yesterday was an interesting day we'll go to DraftKings then we'll come back and um we'll talk more about you know my thoughts on on some of the situations in regard to the football team in general
1: did you play yesterday
0: I did I did it was a tough day um You know, I had, you know, I had taken Waddle. I felt that he was going to have a big day with Bridgewater throwing to him. I felt Tyreek was going to have a big day. And I mean, uh, they they were going to try and shut him down and Waddle was going to have the big day. Um, Right. I did have Moser and he, you know, he performed, but Waddle did next to nothing. So, you know, when you're picking... <laughs> when you do what I do on there, it's tough. You have to hit on pretty much 90% of the guys that you choose, and I hit on about 60% of them. So, yeah. not good. Six yeah. out of the 10. So, anyway, on All to right. it. right. We'll be back in just a moment.
1: The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Now, check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Uh, you could take Miami to beat the Vikings and uh, bet the over if you like. And uh, if you hit on both of those, you'll get an even bigger payout. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per day all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner in the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details.
0: Yeah, so, you know, yesterday, Mike, you know, and, um, you know, we haven't, discussed this prior, but there was a lot of blame being thrown on Sanders, you know, the kicker, you know, the game may have changed had he hit that field goal. It was 53-yarder. I mean, you know, you got to bring up the fact that you had a guy named Connor on the field at tight end that dropped the ball right down the seam that would have resulted in, you know. Yeah, that to
1: me was a much bigger mistake.
0: Absolutely, because I believe it created the long field goal attempt instead of – Instead, Instead of, of
1: converting the drive and a first taking down.
0: more and taking more time off the clock. Yep. Now, you know, when you look at this as a whole, right, you know, you look at our football team and how it was constructed. And, you know, I look at Greer and the people that are responsible for these young players that we're bringing in. Right. And, you know, for people to throw the blame at a kicker because he's overpaid, whatever the case may be. Okay. That's fine. And Danny during the preseason, This guy hit, what, six 50-yard field goals, and I understand preseason doesn't matter to any extent, but he had more than enough leg on it. The thing just knuckled on him. It happens. But getting back to the construction of our team, now, when you look at our drafts, right, and you look at the number ones, and then you look at guys that were drafted somewhere down the line. OK, you got a guy named Connor on the football field instead of a guy named Hunter Long, who you drafted. He's inactive. So you've got a player on your roster. A street free agent
1: that you brought Exactly.
0: In. That is actually playing over a guy that you drafted. And injuries are part of the game. There's no doubt about that. But everybody look into this deeper. You have to draft players. And you have to have players on your roster that are going to be able to perform. Now, Hunter Long was brought in to basically replace Kosicki at one point. Now, this guy's inactive. We, a healthy scratch. He's inactive. Igben was brought in to replace X-Man at some point. Or
1: Jones or yeah, Or whatever.
0: Jones mm-hmm. or whoever. Okay? Non-existent on our football team. And it goes on and on and on. Austin Jackson. Okay, was brought in to be our franchise left tackle, or at least a very solid left tackle. Didn't work out. Eichenberg, the following year, same thing. Now playing guard for us. And you can argue the fact that he's been our worst offensive lineman up to this point this year. Okay. a little. Which, okay, so which in turn, what happens? Just This is a snowball effect, okay? Well,
1: now you've got to replace these guys. So you're well, you, you're well, using assets to replace what you've already tried to fix.
0: Le- yeah, that, that's where I'm going. Now you have to go out and you have to spend money on a, an injury-prone left tackle, okay? That because your ineptitude in drafting players puts you in this position, okay? You don't have players that can step in on the football field. And Mike, Austin Jackson and Eichenberg are just a couple of examples. There's been a ton of other offensive linemen that that aren't even with the football team this year or on another football team playing for them right now okay? And I don't care. Everybody makes personnel decisions. Everybody wants to put the blame on a head coach that isn't even here anymore. But it's it's an organization that makes these decisions, not just a head coach. It's the GM. It's his scouts underneath him. All of these people come into play. So when you look at a game like yesterday, and you look at the fact that Gusecki's out there, another guy that you drafted, Okay, That isn't even capable of holding a block for three seconds, which in turn creates a turnover, which in turn turns the game completely around. At that point, once the Jets got the ball inside our territory and scored, the game was over at that point. That was in the fourth quarter. Because you have people that you drafted that are incapable of getting the job done. The guys that start are not going to be there game in and game out. You have to have a 53-man roster. And you have to supplement that roster with draft picks in the third, in the fourth, and in the second rounds that are going to come out there and be productive. Forget about the first round draft picks. Uh, It goes above and beyond that. And you can bring up examples of guys that, yes, are productive, but most of them are not. They're not helping our roster in in the least. Phillips, what has he done over the year plus that he's been playing defensive end? Is he a game changer? How many plays, Mike, how many plays can you think of over the course of the year plus that he's been playing on our football team that have been a big play on defense compared to some of the other guys that are on our defense? Big
1: play, not many, Lewis, but he is getting better at playing the run. (laughs) Okay, well,
0: well, if that means... You you take a look at what Parsons is doing in Dallas. Uh That guy's a playmaker. That guy... Changes the way defenses, of uh, the way offenses prepare for you. Okay, I don't think anybody's overly concerned with Phillips at this point. Now let's no, hope I,
1: that I don't think so either. But you know, he, look, he may develop. I mean, there's always that possibility. But uh, the early results say you'd rather have the guy in Buffalo, well, who you, who you could have had,
0: right, or Parsons or whoever yep. else who you yep. possibly could have had as well. The bottom line is this: is that right now your number one picks that you expect because you look around the league and it happens on a consistent basis, there's other guys that are producing right out of the gate. Especially, okay, if not in year one, in year two. Now, we're five games into the season already, okay? And to me, I'm not seeing that much production. You know, we can talk about Tua. We've talked about him a million years. You decided on a guy that you knew was injury-prone coming in. He can't help you if he can't stay on the football field, okay? Thus, we have to go out, and instead of having a Skylar Thompson, we have to spend money on one of the better backup quarterbacks that are available in the league two years in a row now. This is a situation to where you've made draft picks. They haven't necessarily worked out. You have to compensate for these draft picks by signing free agents, spending a lot of money going down that avenue. It's all a snowball effect. And, you know, I'm not going to get off of Greer's case simply because, you know, he hasn't done enough here. I mean, we're a mediocre football team. You see what the Jets are doing now. I mean, they're definitely on their way. They've built an offense in two years, Mike. That's that's going to be very, very tough well, both to Jets contend with. the Jets and the Bills
1: have, have rebuilt while Greer has been here.
0: Yep, absolutely. And New England, (laughs) New England didn't do much in the offseason, but I can assure you that at some point, you know, they are going to start doing what's necessary as well as we continue to be a mediocre football team. Now, you look at the start of the year, and yes, we were all happy, but, you know, are we doing it with mirrors, you know? and Well, you know, I, I we're mean, not
1: healthy. And, you know, with not being healthy, you can't get a real gauge on how good this team is or isn't.
0: Yes. They have a lot of talent on, on both sides of the football, Mike. But, again, you know, we – you kind of they've got holes. They've got holes. And, you know, the bottom line is the minute somebody goes down, we're not in a position simply because we have not done a very good job of bringing a 53 man roster to this football field. Yeah, to you where- would have
1: asked me last year, which two guys can we least afford to lose? I would have said the cornerbacks.
0: Yep. Agree. Because it,
1: it affects the entire defense.
0: It does. But Mike, to the defense's credit, you know, up until the turnovers came about and we just fell apart in the fourth quarter, the defense kind of held their own for the three quarters. I mean, you know, you've got a backup, a backup, uh, a third string quarterback and, and, you know, basically two backup tackles in and, you know, your offense isn't doing an awful lot. But your defense, even with the fact that your two corners are out, They're still holding their own. They're still keeping you in the football game. You know, I felt we lost this game on the offensive side because we didn't have guys that stepped up and helped a young quarterback. I mean, Gasicki's been on this football team for how many years now? What season is this for him, four or five? This is his fifth. His fifth season. I mean, if you're put into a position where you have to do something, then damn it, do it. You know, do it. Step up. Make plays, you know. It's up to those type of guys to do it. You know they have to do it, or else you lose football games. Well,
1: it, it, it's pretty apparent that they're not happy with him for a multitude of reasons that right. I'm not going to get into. But they're right. not happy with him, and and right, it's pretty clear that he's probably on his last legs here.
0: Hmm. I, I, agreed. You know, but again, you know, you you drafted a guy like Hunter Long that if a Smythe goes down. And if you're not happy with Gasecki, obviously, you know when they drafted.
1: You're turning to Connor. You're not turning to uh, Gasecki. Right.
0: When you're drafting that tight end, Mike, everybody said, including me and you. Well, you you more so than me. You know, I said, why are we drafting him? And you said, well, because Gasecki will be a free agent, and he's going to probably be. They're looking down the line for him to be the replacement. Well. Up to this point, Mike, this guy's not replacing anybody. He can't even replace a guy that was brought off the scrap heap. You know, at any point, you know, he's an in he's a, he's a healthy scratch. So it it all, it all flows downhill. You have to get guys in here. You see other teams do it. Every team in the league deals with injuries. I mean, you know, it brought up Buffalo when we played them. You know, five defensive starters and two offensive linemen out. And they played us tooth and nail for four. Oh, so I always
1: say you're only as good as your 53.
0: Yep, absolutely. It's yeah. not
1: your starters, it's not your backups, it's the entire team. And you're only going to be as good as your entire roster. Absolutely. Your, your reserves have to come in and make a difference.
0: 110%. And, you know, the fact that, you know, Josh Allen is, is probably the best quarterback in the league, there's no question about that. But. You know, without Gabriel Davis and without some of these other guys on his football team, he's not winning games alone. He can't do it. You know, he can do all he can, but he can't do it alone. You have to have a full roster. And the Bills, even with Gabe Davis, down the one week, still go out there, and they still play. They have
1: good special teams. They have have a good defense. Yep. And they can score with anybody.
0: Hey, Mike, you know, how many points – did our offense put up against them in that football game, even with the five defensive starters out, right? So Mm -hmm. obviously they had some pretty solid players on the football field with the absence of the starters, because we didn't light the scoreboard up with Tyreek Hill, with Waddle, with Gesicki, with Moser, with our offense. We didn't light it up. So, you know, you, we can talk all we want about the fact that we had injuries, but the bottom line is, is that there's not enough depth on this football team. We're spending money because our drafts just aren't that good. It all flows downhill, and basically, you know, at some point, we have to start getting some quality football players in here, and I don't know if we're capable of doing it with Greer. I really don't. I just don't. No, I think you, that. You look at the
1: special teams and they really haven't been good. No. That is a, a result of your depth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of factors, Mike. The fact that we can't block for a third string quarterback, I mean, and he was getting harassed yeah. left and right, is simply because we just don't have enough depth across that offensive line. I well, mean, that, we,
1: that's, that's a problem across the league.
0: Yeah. But again, You know, the Bills did a pretty decent job, you know, with with two guys down, you know, when they played us. The bottom line is this, Mike, is that, you know, at some point you bring in these players, you know, the third, fourth, fifth rounds, even sixth round guys or guys that are maybe a little raw on the edges and you develop them, right? Well, we've had guys on the roster that are not developing. I don't see any production out of anybody whatsoever. And, and that includes our number one picks. I mean, right now, with the amount of number one picks that we had over the last three seasons and the position that we were in, this team should be absolutely rock solid. And they're not. They're not. I mean, this is where we're at. We're an injury away from basically, you know, being a mediocre football team. And that's what it boils down to. You know, you lose one guy on defense, one guy on offense, and you basically become a mediocre football team. That's it, that's the Well the, line. the
1: question I have for you, I mean, sure. look, we, we both agree that their corners are irreplaceable, okay? Uh with the way they play defense. So right. you've got to find two solid man corners to play the defense that they play. Right. Uh they had that, and that right now they're neither one of them is on the field. Right. Uh so is that the wrong strategy? Are they are they putting too much on these two corners?
0: Um Mike, that depends on the individual. I mean, you know, obviously Kahu and Needham are more than capable. I mean, I don't think they did a horrible job yesterday. I mean, it wasn't like Corey Davis has been having a great season. Uh-huh. He caught he caught two balls for 38 yards on an out pattern, same exact pattern on the outside. They were two chunk plays, but he didn't kill you yesterday. Garrett Wilson who's you know, one of the best young wide receivers had three catches for 27 yards yesterday. Now,
1: uh, robust busted a coverage on uh, Brees Hall that resulted in a long touchdown. And, exactly.
0: Uh, it was a 79-yard touchdown. It was a yeah. big play. You know, you ha- you're going to have breakdowns, and, um, you know, that, that hurt, but overall— you know, what where it hurts, Mike, is and, and again, I'll revert back to where we were at and why we were at, why we're at where we are at. Okay. The secondary was not the issue yesterday. The pass rush, Phillips, a number one draft pick. I didn't see many pressures from him yesterday. You know, he's not making plays. He's not getting how many sacks does he have this year? One through five games? I mean, you know, th- this is where You Your number one picks, especially when they're in the top half, they have to be productive. And we can't wait three, four years before they are. Not in today's NFL, because teams surpass you. Um, You know, there's windows of opportunity that are going to come and go. X-Man is getting old. You know, obviously the breakdowns, you know, are are a result of that. So you're going to lose him at some point. But you had opportunities. If Phillips is a player like a Parsons in Dallas, you, you, you've accomplished what, what, what you're trying to do in regard to defense. So maybe you don't have to have these guys out on an island. Maybe if your pass rush up front is capable of creating pressure, you don't have to put these guys out on an island. You can get by with, with a Kahoot and a Needham. So we ask ha-
1: you a question, um, Phillips has 12 pressures in five games. Okay. 10 of those hurries.
0: Okay. So do you think that's good? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what, you know what the average is. Is that good over five games? That's a little bit over two per game?
1: Well, Agba has 11. Right. He has 12. Ingram has 13.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And those are the top three players for the team.
0: And how many sacks does he have?
1: He has one sack.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Holland has two sacks. <laughs>
0: right. You know? my, my point. Uh-huh. Precisely. I mean, he's brought in to be... Your guy, and we have a safety that has more sacks than he does through five games. And Mike, the pressures are great, right? But are they getting the job completed? That's like saying, well, you know, the guy got down to the one yard line ten times, but did he get in the end zone? You know, the running back. You know, he got us. If
1: I'm going to critique him, it really is it's for miss tackling. Uh, (laughs) He misses tackles. His tackling grade is twenty-five-seven.
0: Right. And so. you know what? For a number one draft pick, Mike, I mean, I'm sorry. That's not going to wash. It's just yeah. not. At, you know, at any level. I mean, it's just not. I mean, so, you know, when, when, when you look at... Now, l-
1: his pass rush grade is 68-3, so it's not terrible. It's not it's horrible. Just, it's right. not where you want it. He's not an elite player at this point in his career.
0: Right. You know, let's, let's hope, you know, I mean, listen... You know, I don't want to bash individuals, but, you know, there comes a point where you have to start getting this from guys. You just have to. They have to start being productive. I mean, you know, Austin Jackson, to me, is going to be a subpar tackle, and that's it. You know, I I don't see him ever developing into anything other than that. Um, Igbenogany probably won't even be with this football team much longer.
1: The only reason he's there right now is because it would cost three or four million dollars to get rid of him.
0: Exactly, I mean to a top you know top five pick you know if he again you know you knew coming in you drafted a kid that's small to begin with injury prone on top of that came in with a bunch of injuries and you rolled the dice with your top five pick on this kid and you know I know listen you know I, I love him as an individual okay he he's, he's, he seems like a great great guy and he you know I know he works hard he's trying to get to a certain level but you know he has limitations and you know when you look at this overall and the decisions that this organization has made th- this is where we're at and this is where we're going to be and it's that simple and somebody has to be responsible for this somebody has to be and you know again i blame the personnel decisions for for where we're at and where we have been at because we can't get over the hump well, and you the, have to blame them. Who else are you going to blame? Well, you know, you can't blame Flores, which I know that you can't blame a kicker. You know, you can't blame Bridgewater. You you can't blame Armstead, you know, for being, you know, for constantly being injured. You just can't do it. You, you know, you you have to look at why we're at and the whole picture as a whole, where we're at and why we're there.
1: Look, Tua had a reputation in college as, as being a fragile player. You're right. Um Armstead had a history of being a fragile player. Right. So if if you're putting your your season in these guys hands, you're asking for a potential problem.
0: Of course. Doesn't Just. mean
1: they're not great players, but it means that you may not be able to rely on them to stay healthy.
0: Exactly. Right. And I mean, you know, going forward, Mike, you know, we're going to be in a position to where the organization is just always going to have to cover themselves by spending money on a veteran quarterback um to back up to it. Right, it's money point. that they
1: could use for a pass rusher
0: or anything else <laughs> right. at that. You know, right. a tight end that can yeah. friggin' block yeah. and catch. Yeah. Wow. You know, what a I concept. Mean, <laughs> spe- speaking of which, you know, Gasecki, you know, he had one catch for 30 yards in the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, for the season, I mean, you know, I mean, what what purpose does he serve? In all honesty, I don't know what the game he has th- through the Mike through five games, he has nine receptions for 101 yards. Well, it's
1: apparent they're not using him. They're just they're, they're not happy with him. I mean, they can't be.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he tell. I think the reason is simply because. If he's on the field, you're you're telegraphing Mm -hmm. the fact that you're just going to throw the football. And they want to
1: be a running team. They want to run more like they did yesterday than they've been able to in the previous games.
0: Right. I mean, but... If you are, if he is on the football field, and I don't, I mean, you can look at the numbers, you know, and we can come back and look, you know, talk about this at another time. But if he is on the football field, if he is in there on on passings in passing situations, it, it it's still the job's still not getting done. E- either he's not getting open, or they're just not looking his way. Because again, he only has nine receptions through five games for 101. Yeah. yards. He's not
1: getting a lot of opportunities. He's right. not on the field as much.
0: Right. Well, there's a reason for that. I mean, I, I trust in McDaniel, you know, the fact that, you know, if he if he was going to be productive, then he would be on the football field. And, again, Mike, he's just one guy, you know, but the common denominator in all of this. And, you know, McDaniel's now 3-2 and two as a head coach, and I think he's doing a great Here, job.
1: Connor Williams has been on the field for 305 plays through five games. Mike Kosicki, 150 plays. Mm-hmm. So well, about Connor half, Williams,
0: yeah, he's been on the field for half the plays. That's still yep. a lot of still a lot of plays, Mike. You know, he's been on the field for 150 plays and he has nine. A hundred
1: and eight of those plays were pass plays. Right. So and he, you and know. he's got
0: nine receptions. Yep. That's that's not a good percentage, to say the least.
1: Well, he was pass blocking eleven times
0: <laughs> 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 and
1: run blocking thirty one. So you you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: they're not using him like they like he's been used in the past. Mm-hmm. Is all I'm saying.
0: Right. Well, you know, you run 50, 60 patterns. You know, you're getting you know roughly. Uh, I mean, the percentage there. We're spending too much time on this, Mike. But the bottom line is, is that you know, overall, you want to see production, and you know, it's not coming out of him. Cedric Wilson, another guy who we signed as our third receiver. I mean, my goodness. I mean, there's no production out of him whatsoever. I mean, I think he has less than five catches the whole season. I yeah. don't think he has more than five. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I don't think he does. I don't, I don't
1: if, think you're wrong, but I haven't looked.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he had two catches for 20 yards yesterday. For the season, he has four receptions, Mike, for 40 yards. I'm looking at it right now. Yep four receptions for 40 yards.
1: Yep, yeah, through five games, so
0: through five games. I mean, he's an
1: afterthought and Gusickey is an afterthought. I think most of your attention is going to Waddle and Hill.
0: But Mike, you have to have these guys. You can't yep. just you can't have just two players that are catching footballs in your offense. All of these guys have to be productive if you're going to be good going forward. All of them have to contribute. You have to to get the attention
1: of the defense. You can't just uh, be ignored.
0: Exactly. You can't just target two guys game in and game out because the better teams are going to just shut you down in regard to that. I mean, of course, the Jets yesterday keyed on Hill. Yep. and basically, you know, as you he mentioned, still had
1: seven targets and seven catches, so it wasn't like he did nothing. But they, were, you know, the yards were not there afterwards.
0: It, right, as you said earlier, you said that yeah, he had seven catches, but they only went for forty-seven, 47 yards. Yep, and no touchdowns. I mean, right. so you know, I mean, if the this Jets is, will
1: take that, that's a win for the Jets.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know, there comes a point where you know the the numbers are minuscule for everybody other than Waddle and Hill. And, you know, everybody has to produce, as you mentioned, Mike, 53 guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've got to have other guys step up in situations. And um, that's the bottom line.
1: And it really shows on special teams. Their special teams are so poor. Yeah. You know, and that's the bottom of the roster. The bottom of the roster is what plays on special teams for the most part. Yeah. And they did get Fetch back and maybe he'll help. But uh, bottom line is they've got to do better on special teams. They've got to do better with the people that they're bringing into the game to produce
0: yeah they they, uh, yeah yeah absolutely
1: you know that's that's how you get from three and two to seven and two that's how you do it
0: exactly i mean this team (laughs) this team realistically could be four and one Uh That game was winnable yesterday. Sure it was. Even with everything that went down. And I
1: think they may have something to say to the Jets when they come to Miami because uh, I really do think we should have beat them. (laughs) Even even with the way they beat us, I think we should have beat them.
0: Mike, just the the score in general, you know, going into the fourth quarter. Yes. um, You know, when you look at all the things that went up against us, I mean, you know, I felt they got handed two points uh, for the safety. They got handed a field goal because of, you know, two penalties penalties that gave them 30 yards of field position, and then they kicked a long field goal. I mean, you look at that factor, and, you know, (laughs) you say, wow, going into the fourth quarter, this team had basically 14 points. You know, we had a breakdown, you know, with Roe, on the uh on the the running back on the outside i mean yeah these are all these are all plays over the course of a football game but you know that they, they were big plays and they were, they were instrumental in the fact that you know we were still trailing going into the fourth quarter including the missed field goals so you know the fact that we should have really been winning should have been winning that football game going into the fourth quarter says a lot about our football team and and the jets football team um you know very short-handed and you know, for the most part, they struggled with us. So it is what it is.
1: Looking at the PFF grades uh, uh, on offense, I mean, the, our our first drafted player ranks number two, and that's Robert Hunt. yep, uh, he has an eighty point six grade for the season, which is
0: outstanding. outstanding. Great. Okay. You no. Know, great. Yep.
1: Number three is Tua. Okay, we already know you know what the situation right. with Tua, and number four is Waddle, and that's where you'd expect him to be. Right. Um. And then you look, and, uh, well, Gaston is six, and um, let's see. I'm trying to find another drafted player. Gasicki is 13th.
0: Well, you don't, Mike, you don't have to go down the list that well, far. You know. you know,
1: Jackson mean? is 17th, and, you know, the, 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 we're starting to find our drafted players. Smythe is 18th, you know, I'm just. Yeah.
0: No, I know. wrong
1: is 21st, <laughs> you know. I don't know. They're don't all down how, there.
0: I don't even know how you grade him, because he hasn't been on the field enough to really. I guess the the few plays he has been, you know. 12 plays. Mike, you know, the grades and everything, you know, you want to see production. You know, you want to turn on a football game and you want to see Phillips getting a sack you know maybe not every game but just putting pressure creating or forcing a forcing an
1: interception exactly. you know or or a fumble
0: or right. whatever i mean it doesn't necessarily
1: have to be a sack but affect the quarterback anything. in a negative way
0: anything anything create a turnover down the field you know i mean look how many times did the jets hit thompson and just you know knock him to where you know the ball came out a weird way interceptions you know bridgewater on the very first play you know is getting nailed in in the end zone these are the type of plays that you need you know to win yeah. football games
1: what did you think of baker's game yesterday
0: um the linebacker baker yes i felt he played pretty solid again yesterday i mean i they they ran the ball pretty well so his he probably won't grade out that well but you know i he had a sack yesterday and um you know i felt that the tight ends did not hurt us and i think he's responsible for the guys down the middle of the field and i mean you know as daniel pointed out uh you know in the um in the in the podcast leading up to this one i mean you had a guy in conklin that has been playing really well and i don't think he had a catch yesterday so Go ahead. What did he grade out at?
1: No, well, I don't, I'm not. I don't have yesterday's oh. grades. I have the season grades up. But oh, okay, uh, you know, he's he's not bad. He's six sixty eight five, which is you know right right up near where you want to be. Right. Um, his liability is uh, pass rush and uh, tackling is fifty seven seven. So you like him to be a better tackler than what he is.
0: Yeah, it's but, tough, Mike. But yeah, know, of field. course he is because he's
1: he's you know. <laughs> Look, I've seen hustle from him, and I, you know, he's he's a guy who, who gives it his all, and that's that's what I appreciate when I watched Jerome Baker. Uh, but I, I wish he'd make a few more impact plays.
0: I think I think he's play- Mike up to this point. I, I felt he was playing at a Pro Bowl level. I mean, he's yep. made some plays, and yep. he's asked to do an awful lot. I he mean, is. He's covering he guys is. down the field, um, forty
1: yards down the field. I mean, yeah, you know.
0: I mean the run game. Teams have not really been able to run on us. I know the Jets you know, had quite a bit when it was all said well, and done yesterday. Yeah,
1: but you know what? We outrushed them, uh, at, at least when you compare the top back for each team.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, they were, they were comparable. I mean, I think yep. 15 yards separated them. But, yep. um, you know, Hall had quite a bit, you know, in the end, you know, when it was all said and done. But early in the game, you know, I felt that they did a really good job again against the run. You know, they. I mean, Michael Carter had 10 carries for 21 yards. I mean, their average per rush – was not that great when it was all said and done. That's you what know, I'm saying. Two- it,
1: it, I'm not, I was not that impressed with the Jets yesterday. I just think circumstance favored them. That's all.
0: Yeah, they did. They were fortunate. I mean, you know, they had a lot of opportunities, Mike. I mean, they ran the ball a total with Wilson's four attempts, and I don't know what, you know, I don't remember what they were. I don't think they were designed running plays, but they had a total of 33 rushes. You know, we had. Uh, Including the smite touchdown run, <laughs> which was a great call, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We had 26 rushes. I mean, right. you know, they had 21 pass attempts, we had 33 pass attempts. So, You know, I felt that overall it was kind of a nip and tuck game. The turnovers in the end were the you know were the difference, and um, it is what it is. I mean, it is
1: what it is. So you know, we come back next Sunday and we try it again. Hopefully, we have a a, you know one of the top two quarterbacks in the game. You know,
0: corners. Yep, absolutely, and
1: and one of the corners as well. Yeah, quarterbacks and (laughs) cornerbacks.
0: Yeah, I mean. You know, we, we have to start getting production from a lot of other players other than, you know, Tyreek Hill and, you know, Tua yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and these type of players. D- these other guys, like Mozart yesterday, stepped up in a big way. Uh, you know, you have to have guys that do this week to week, and you can win football games. I mean, the teams are going to defend you in a certain way, so you have to adjust to that. And if you can adjust to it and if you can be successful in doing it, you're gonna get. You're gonna get wins. You're gonna get wins. You're gonna if you have depth. You know if you have if you're in a position the where hey they're taking Hill out of the game. You have to go to other options. These guys have to step up. They have to make plays. You know it's as simple as that. Same thing on the defensive side.
1: Let's see Baker for yesterday. Uh, his grade was sixty-six-eight. Where he suffered a bit yesterday was tackling. He missed a couple of tackles, and they have him at 29-3 for his tackling. Right, Yep. But uh, all in all, he had a fairly good game.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I think the defense overall, as I said, you know, I felt that they— Zach
1: Sealer, Christian Wilkins were 1-2.
0: Mm-hmm. And they they always are. They always are. They're fantastic in the middle. Yep, yep. I mean, they're fantastic. Where we're getting hurt, Mike, is on the outside. I mean, what did Phillips grade out at against the run yesterday? Uh,
1: Against the run, well, tackling 43. Let's see, where is he? I'm sorry, Mm 47-3. And um, against the run, 66-3.
0: That doesn't sound bad.
1: It's not terrible. It's not terrible.
0: I wonder how many plays he was out there in running situations. I can tell you that.
1: He was there for 18. 18 rushes and 11 passes. 33 snaps total.
0: Okay, wow. So he wasn't even on the field. He played about half the game. Wow. And you see, again, to my point. Well, a,
1: when, when Ingram isn't, they're not both in there. Ingram and, and he usually rotate.
0: But, Mike, in all honesty, okay, should a 30-something-year-old guy be splitting time with a number one draft pick? Pro- I, I don't think Ingram so. Ingram
1: is more productive.
0: Right. And that, that what does that tell you? I mean, you know, this guy's been on three, four teams over the last couple of years. Ingram. And um, thank God they did bring him in. They brought him in for a reason, I guess, because they weren't, you need to rotate. There's no question about it. But my goodness, a split down the middle. Yep. I mean, you know, f- from a number one draft pick, I'm not. And so I, when sure I, I like say that.
1: He, he, Ingram is grades at a 65 4 and Phillips at a 63 3. So it's not like it's a wide difference.
0: Exactly. Uh, but it should be. It, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, it should yeah, be. Yeah. Yeah. You no,
1: know, I, I agree with you. It will be in time, I think.
0: Well, you think. I'm being
1: optimistic here,
0: Lewis. <laughs> well, right. You think. That's you know, I'd like to see
1: one, one of these high, high picks go our way, you know?
0: I want to uh, see a guy that's a superstar. You know what I mean? Yeah, Park, you want to Parsons, see Jason
1: Taylor. I know what you want to
0: see. Parsons and Diggs out in Dallas are superstars. They're superstars, Mike. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, that's well, the look, bottom we line. Knew, we
1: knew Parsons was going to be, the question with us was, do we want to draft a middle linebacker there? Is that what we want to do, you know?
0: I don't care um, where he plays. Uh, Mike, I don't give a damn if he plays nickelback and he gets to the quarterback 15 times a year. It doesn't matter. You know, you have to have guys. I mean, they have Diggs and they have Parsons and yep. we have Igbenogany and we have Phillips. I mean, right. you know, that's, you know, that's, well, that's you know, the bottom line. five
1: years from now, they could both be pro bowlers. Who knows?
0: Mm, okay.
1: I'm not betting on it, but I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, I'll bet you on it.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> Wonder what the odds would be on DraftKings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should have them implement that.
1: Yeah, there so, you go. All righty. All right, Lewis. Uh, it was not fun.
0: No, it's not fun, but <laughs> you know, I, I just want, you know, I mean, I wanted to get a point across in regard to, you know. Look,
1: we've made it before, you know, I don't want to dwell on it, but nope. we've made it before. And, yep. and you know, really, if you're the dolphins and, and you're really serious about improving this organization, you've got to look at some of these personnel decisions and uh, ask yourself, are, are these what we should be doing? That's all. Mm-hmm. Yep. agree, so, agree. You know, it is what it is. We got to root for who we got. So... Let's hope Tua gets back and can light it up and uh, finish off this season, you know, positively.
0: Yep, absolutely. We so, have the ability to do yeah, it. But, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. It's just a little tougher. That's all. Yep. you know we 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 can't have those penalties and still win you know we can't lose the turnover battle and still win we don't have the talent for that Mm, so we've got to win in those areas Mm -hmm. all right uh, we'll be back uh wednesday and we'll talk about the vikings and what we might be able to do against them hopefully we have some good injury report news by then Uh, we'll see so until then thanks louis and thanks everybody for listening we really do appreciate it And uh, we know it's hard after the losses, and uh, we'll be back. Fins up, everybody.
0: Fins up, Dolphins.
1: All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans Podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time. Be well and take care, Sports Social Podcast Network.